Welcome to The New Next, a podcast that addresses current events and how they will impact the future. So what's that lady's name? Till Swan or Till? Yeah, Till Swan. Um, our, our, our favorite guru. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe she's right about everything. I mean, I've um, had a... I've had a... a... I review like I actually thought about, you know, just a little deviation. I actually thought about revisiting that with you because I I did, you know, we were so harsh on her that I I did really go back and um, try to really test see if my view was actually if I was being fair to it and. Yeah, I think I've maybe come back a little bit, you know, like our, my impression was through that um, documentary that I watched and I don't know, yeah, not to, not to deviate, but no, I mean, clearly deviating. And that's part of what growth is too on our side is, um, do we stand firm with new information? Do we stand firm with the, the um, as we age? as the experiences happen to us, um, do we still believe what we did believe before? Um, and, um, in fact, uh, one of the comedians at improv was talking to, uh, we left the bar, I think about two thirty this morning. Oh, wow. I don't drink. Uh, but he was talking about when he was doing stand up comedy and he had this joke about being a virgin. And um, that he was a 26-year-old virgin, and um, uh, I don't want to do injustice to the joke. That's why I'm not saying his name, and I don't think this will ever get crossed. But if it does, um, he is a person at OKC Improv, so don't steal this one. <laughs> but he talked about um, being that he was so desperate for sex that, um, and this was this is a while ago, before Me Too and everything, but basically like he's jealous of rape victims. Um, and at the time the audience like, Oh, and then, um, somebody came up to him and was like, as a rape victim, I'm offended that you, um, would say that like, that's horrible. Like, and so then for the next time he started performing it, he actually added that as part of his set where, um, and he said, well, I'm offended that as a 26 year old virgin, that you still think that being raped is worse than being a virgin and <laughs> it killed. And he goes back and he watches it now and he's like, yeah, that, that was wrong. Um, the world around us now says that like is wrong and he's, and I'm not saying he specifically is caving into the world's opinion, but he's, re he's looking at it on eyes where he's a decade older um, or a couple decades older. And he's like, yeah, um, that doesn't hold up in the same way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily that it was great then, but it's like Eddie Murphy doing his raw tour. Um, and the stuff he said and people are like, well, it's not funny. I'm like, no, it is hilarious. It's still hilarious. Yeah. The problem is, is that we don't have the same cultural values we had when that came out. Um, even the, even the offensive stuff is still hilarious, but, and this is the part that someone's going to sound bite me. <laughs> it's still hilarious. <laughs> no, uh, it's hilarious, but because social, um, um, uh, 
norms. Yeah, um, what's the word? It's social norms. It's not that, but it's social norms have changed where there's still a group of people specifically that subscribe to the same stuff that thought Eddie Murphy was funny then, still think it is now. Like, think in the same way that it was funny now. Now I'm like, cool, culture was in a certain place back then that this was a different kind of funny. Um, and is this translatable to now? No. Except in certain groups of people. But I can watch, you know, Bob Hope, and I can still take stuff from Bob Hope and bring it in today. That's because um, we like murder she wrote. We're, we're old people. Well, I'm going older than Murder, She Wrote, but okay. <laughs> um, but Bob Hope, one of his first movies that was like really famous was, um, I don't remember the name of it, but it was a story, it's the story of he and his wife and then like their good friends, uh, a couple, they always go on vacation together. Well, something happens and his wife and his neighbor, um, his neighbor's wife's husband couldn't go. So it's just the two of them and they have an affair. This is like in the 1940s, and that's yeah. just as salacious as it is today, um, you know. But um, so the humor holds up in one sense, but the way they describe it's different. Um, and you know, they didn't have nudity back then in the movies and stuff. So it, it's now we would probably have a, some kind of sex scene that um, would either be really, really funny or really, really sensual, and um, we might not feel the same way about the scandal of it. Yeah. Um, but maybe we were too hard on her. Maybe we weren't. Um, maybe. And well, I'm just talking about time. myself. Like I, <clears throat> um, I don't know if I was like, I would have to go back and, and read again, but um, it's, it's one person's view. I'm taking an impression of someone's view on someone else. And I have, uh, consume some of her content since then and i'm like well yeah she's right on you know totally i wish more people heard this and it's um or for some of her stuff some i don't understand and then some i disagree with it but i i i just it's at some point people have to make their own decisions and um i i don't know if i could call her a fake guru like there's plenty of fake gurus that don't have the experience and just buy stuff you know or um like buy advertising and project um we we as people want to believe more than anything in a lot of things. And, uh, I feel that that's, you know, part of, especially America, um, part of our culture. That's maybe not the greatest. Well, maybe, um, I mean, this isn't going to be anything new that we've talked about, but it might feel new to people who have, who haven't listened to it in a while or haven't heard the episode. Um, and you, and you mentioned it earlier in this recording, even if it ends up being on a different day or something, like, I don't know if you're still splitting stuff up or if it's yeah. all one thing, but, um, you mentioned that, uh, um, you might be easily swayed and 
the reason that that's even a possibility isn't because you are weak or you're not smart or you're an idiot or something like that. Um, or that you're so smart that you're easily, that you're only easily swayed by the people who make good arguments. It's not that all of us are easily swayed. I, all human beings, um, there's exceptions to that, but the, um, and that would be generally like sociopaths or something like that, you know, huh. um, psychopaths, uh, because of chemical imbalances and stuff, not because of, um, maybe an autistic type person might be less likely to be swayed because what we have as humans, what allows us to continue to believe or to change belief is by the communities of reference we put ourselves in. So um, one thing that we call a strength a bunch of times is being able to grow out of a childish mindset. Well, the only way you can grow out of that childish mindset is to be exposed to things that are not from, that are not childish. Yeah. Um, which everyone's like, yeah, cool. And then we are like, oh, we're teenagers. So blah, 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 blah. Well, the only way you move out of a teenage mindset is to no longer do things that are childish or teenage. And, um, and then once you start becoming adults, it's figuring out which communities of reference we want to participate in. Yeah, that's true. And, and, um, and we don't always get to choose. Sometimes we do. Um, and I, I, which I've we're been a simulation. <laughs> we're I've been self monitoring. I'm just ignoring that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my community of reference allows me to ignore it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I've been paying attention to this since I'm um, specifically moving back to Oklahoma in 2012 and looking at the groups I participate in and where my beliefs have changed based on the group I'm with. Um, so the church that I participated or have participated in the most recently, um, their openness to, um, um, to people who are not straight is unique among that denomination's culture. Um, in fact, they've even had board members who are not straight and I'm specifically saying it that way because I don't want to cause other kinds of controversy. Um, but, um, it let me be more open. It, it was, even though I was already having questions and thoughts about what, where I believed on that because of other things that had happened prior to me moving back, it made it easier to accept people when my church, the group that I was going to for how to treat people and how to advise um, that. When I went into Toastmasters, um, there's a certain thing of Toastmasters that they want a certain kind of people. They want a certain kind of thing. And it's funny now, like even sooner Toastmasters, um, the disdain <laughs> for wearing certain kinds of clothing as sooner Toastmasters when um, the two of, us, two of us were going there. And you might not have noticed it as much, but there are certain people that would always get upset if. Um, um, if I wore a t-shirt, um, <laughs> yeah. um, that, like that was so offensive. Um, but now I'm looking at pictures, um, that I'm, I'm loving it. And there's this guy, um, and I actually, I remember him from before, um, I even enjoyed sooner myself, but he's wearing a ball cap that's turned to the side. He's wearing a t-shirt. He's wearing, um, athletic shorts and he's done that at every meeting like, <laughs> and I'm loving it. And I'm just thinking of some of the people that are still part of it going like, Oh, the world's going to hell because this guy's wearing the yeah. wrong unit stuff at Toastmasters. Um, but they still love him enough or care enough that they're still participating and they, they're maybe they're hoping that he'll, they'll change him. If you would like to learn more about the new next podcast, find us at the new where you can suggest a topic you would like for us to cover. If you enjoyed what you heard, share the podcast, tell a friend about it or rate us with five stars. 